always, always trying to convince you to think for yourself. I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm trying to get you to think for yourself. I don't want to tell you what to believe about the world and the universe and everything. I want you to take the things that I say and chew over them like bubble gum and decide how that feels for you. So today, the question that I want to ask you is, who is God to you? I'm sure you've been told many things about God. I have been told many, many things about God. And always, and I didn't always acknowledge this when I was younger or before, but it's something that I'm starting to recognize, is when I hear something and something inside of me disagrees with it. I have always been taught to listen to the Spirit or the Holy Ghost for guidance and understanding. Abraham Hicks talks about your inner being. This is also the same as what Dr. Will Miller was speaking about a few minutes ago, about your higher being, your higher self. It's it's who you are. It's your truest self. This body that we walk around in is a virtual reality flesh suit for us to experience Earth, but it's not who we are. Who we are is the soul that created this physical body for us to explore and enjoy earth. Your higher self knows what's true. Your higher self absolutely knows every single thing about you, about God, about the whole universe. And when you hear something that your higher self knows to be true, you feel the certainty of that in, in your heart, in your truth teller. You might call it your truth detector because when you hear truth, you know it to be true. And there's sometimes that you'll hear something that is not true. Maybe somebody will tell you something about God, for example, and something inside of you goes, I don't really know about that. That doesn't really feel right. That doesn't really jive. That doesn't go along with with what I feel about God. And yet, because we are told to believe those who are smarter than us. We are encouraged to follow our spiritual teachers. We're encouraged to listen to them, do what they say, yada, yada. And many of those teachers have wonderful things to say, have wonderful things to teach you, and can help you be a better person, help you understand God better, but not a single one of them, including me, has all of the truth. And if they tell you they do, they're fooling you. And they're fooling themselves if that's what they believe. No one on this earth has all of the truth, but we all have access to it. That's what's really awesome and powerful. And you have within you the higher knowledge of what is true. And when you find information, you can evaluate it for yourself and know from your truth teller, from your heart center, if those things are real or if those things are not real. Now, one thing that can happen is it gets really confusing. If you ask a question and you get an answer... And it's a clear answer, but you don't understand how that's going to fit. And in those ways, you just kind of have to wait and see or maybe seek for more information. But the point is, you know. So when I say to you, God is love, how does that feel in your truth teller? Does that feel right to you? Does that feel weird, irksome? Does something inside of you clash with that idea? Or does something inside of you agree with that idea? Because I want to talk about God right now, but I don't want to tell you what God is. You've been told your whole life what God is. I want to encourage you to consider for yourself 
what God is. One thing that we have been told about God and that we believe God has told us about himself, but there's a lot of things that we believe God has told us that God didn't tell us, that somebody else told us because that's what they believe about God. Understand that those people were not trying to harm you in any way. Those people who have taught you about God had your best interest and probably your own salvation in mind as they told you these things, and they told you what they believed to be the best truth. It's up to you to sort out for yourself what you believe that best truth is, and you have access to your higher self, your intuition, Holy Ghost, Spirit, whatever you want to call it, in order to know what is true and what is not true for you. When I say that God is life, how does that feel inside? When I say that God is freedom, God is peace, God is fearlessness, God is joy, God is forgiveness, God is happiness, God is without condition. When I say those things, how does that feel? Do you agree that those things are true about God? Because those are things that I think are true about God. Do you believe that those things are true about God? Not only do I think that those are qualities that God has, I believe that that is who God is. Those qualities are what God is. We've been taught a lot of things about God. We've been told that God created man in his image. Now, the funny thing about that is man took that idea and turned it around and created God in man's image. It's like we think, oh, well, we're created in man's image, therefore man must be like we are. If we're created in God's image and I get mad at my children, then God must get mad at me because I'm his child. If we're created in God's image and I punish my children so that they'll learn, then clearly God does the same to us too, right? Now, what is your truth teller saying to you about that? Because my truth teller tells me that's baloney. My truth teller tells me that man tried to imagine what God is and, and created him in our own image. And that image has changed over the last couple of thousand years because man's image of himself, as he gained knowledge and technology, man's image of himself has changed and therefore man's image of God has changed over the last few millennia. Well, through all time, in fact, because as we gain understanding of God We have a better understanding of who he is. And here's another fun part of that. As you gain a better understanding of who God is, you gain a better understanding of who you are. And that, my friends, understanding who God is and understanding who you are creates a relationship. And that creates your relationship with God. And my friends, here's the thing I'm going to challenge you with. I challenge you to consider what you know and what you believe about God. I challenge you to build your relationship with him. And I challenge you to consider this. God is all that is. God is everything. God is in the profane as well as the profound. God is in the smile of a child and God is in the tears of a child. God is in the wind that blows. God is in the leaves that shiver when the wind blows. God is in the sunlight and the moonlight and the stars. God is in 
the dirt, the dirt in your garden and the dirt on your children's hands. God is in laughter and God is in tears and God is in you. I challenge you this, explore this, that God is in you. And because of that, you are God. Do you understand? And again, I don't ask you to believe it just because I said so. Ask yourself. Challenge your truth teller. When you say that, when you say to yourself, I am God, what do you feel inside? When you say God is me, is it a little bit easier to to accept that than to accept I am God? But my friends, if God is everything, God is in everything, then that means God is in you. If God created all of the universe as an extension of himself and he created you, thus you are an extension of himself. Thus you are an extension of God. Thus you are, as my teacher Vishen Lakhiani puts it, a godical, a particle of God. How does that feel inside you when you hear it? Don't fight it. Don't battle it. Just chew on it like bubblegum. Mind candy, how does it feel to think God is in you? Now, for some of us, we've been told that to think that we are at God's level is sacrilegious, is to take power away from God. And yet, we are made in his image. That's what that means. That as God is, as God has power to create, to divine, so have we. That God put within us his own powers, his own abilities. The powers of creation, the powers of exploration, the power of life. We as humans have the ability to create life. Is that not a massive power? And did God not tell us to go forward and use it? We have creative power. We even have the creative power of God within us, and yet we deny that, not wanting to take from God his glory. My friends, using God's glory is not taking God's glory. It is acknowledging that which is within you. When you understand that, you will gain understanding of much, much more. We even have, now here's a trick. You might even be quoting to yourself the commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And so to consider yourself as God might feel violates that commandment. However, are you putting yourself before God? No. You're not trying to say you're better than God. That's laughable. You are trying to say that God is within you and you are within God and God created the universe. God is the universe. You are part of the universe. Therefore, you are part of God. When you say, have no other gods before me, I see this not as a commandment that we will be punished and stricken down for not honoring. I see this as a benchmark. When you understand that there is nothing but God, you 
have a greater understanding of yourself and him and the universe. That there is nothing but God. When you say there are no gods before me or there are no gods before God, there is nothing but God. God is everything. Everything is God. Nothing can be greater than him or it or her as you may. But because you are part of this universe that is all that is, that means that you too are God. Again, chew on that. Feel it out. It might go against what you have been previously taught. And because it goes against what you have previously, previously been taught, there might be some shaky vibration inside when you feel that. That doesn't mean that it's not true. That means that what you have been taught, your current perspective on the thing, and your higher self disagree. That's what that means. And when you will know the feeling of when your inner being slash higher being slash higher self agrees with what you hear and know to be true. When your higher being considers a topic, an option, an idea that it knows to be true, you will feel that in your heart. But if what you believe to be true is different, it's going to feel shaky. When you come to understand the truth, when you see it as true, when you speak that out loud, your higher being will tell you the truth of that. You will feel it in your heart center. Qualities of, joy, of God. Not that God has, but that God is. Love. Love is the greatest power in the universe. And what is the greatest power in the universe? God is the greatest power in the universe. God is love. Unconditional love. Unconditioned to the point that we don't comprehend it. The best of us, the most wonderful of us, my own mother who is a wonderful mother. Looking at our children, we all have conditions. I love you so much, but I wish you would do that. Right? I have that for my own children. And as much as we try not to, it's, it's a going battle. It is something that we can overcome as we uncover the Godhood within us. But for now, most of us, pretty much all of us, live conditionally. We need situations to be what they are in order for another situation to be. And that need is truly an illusion because when you understand that you are God, that there is truly no separation between you and God. There is no longer need. God needs nothing. God needs nothing. In fact, one of the things that God doesn't need is your adoration. God is fully aware of his worthiness for adoration whether or not you give it to him. He's not going to condemn you for that. Your adoration to God does not make God what God is. Your worship of God does not make God what God is. God will not be angry with you if you don't do these things. 
We've been told that God is angry and vengeful. I cannot believe this. I believe that since we thought God was created in man's image, and or man is created in God's image, therefore we created God in man's image, and God is ang- man is angry and vengeful, therefore God must be angry and vengeful. Also, please understand that God has been used for millennia by those in power to create fear, to create control. And if the God that you believe in allows you to be controlled by extraneous circumstances, people, etc., I don't believe that's what God really is. It's up to you to decide what God is for you, but I don't believe that that's what God is. I do not believe that God causes fear. God is love, and love is the opposite of fear. Now, because God is everything, that means if there's a stick and one end of it is love and the other end of it is fear, that that means that God is love and is fear. However, God's true power, God's true glory, resides in the love end of that stick. Does that make sense to you? God is love, but God can also be fear because how, if you are God, how can you experience anything? That is not God. And so God does understand fear. However, God does not live in fear. God does not make decisions in fear. We do when we are not sharing a mind with God. When we share a mind with God, we can experience only love. We can experience only peace, only fearlessness and joy. Because yes, God experiences both fear and fearlessness. If God did not experience it, it could not be. If it were not in the mind of God, it would not exist. And my friend, that includes you. If God were to forget about you for one split second of one tiniest moment, if God were to forgive, forget about you for the tiniest instant, you would wink out of being. And so, if you are a figment that God has created... You are then a creation of God, and therefore you are God. Again, I'm not asking you to believe me when I say this. I'm asking you to consider it. I'm asking you to ask your heart center. I'm asking you to spend the next minute or the next five minutes or the next year or the next 10 years or the rest of your life considering what your relationship is with God. What I want to tell you what I hope you will listen to and hear the truth of inside you is that you are never, ever, ever separated from God. One of the reasons that we came to earth with the forgetness, forgetfulness of our connection with God is so that we could remember. You cannot have a relationship with another person unless there's another person. You cannot know who you are in relationship to God unless you know God. If everyone was the exact same height, we wouldn't have tall and short. We would just have height. You must know fear in order to know love. That is why God is fear, is because we must experience that fear in order to hold the greatness of the love. There must be 
two points in order to understand your relationship to that other point. Before you came to earth, you understood that you were God and you did not see him as separate from him. You did not see yourself as separate from him. And I say him very casually. God could be him, her, it, what, whatever. And many people have said that if God was a him or her, it would be most likely a her anyway because females are more creative and loving and among other things. Again, chew on that yourself. Make up your own mind about that. When you were born, you forgot who God was and you forgot that you were God. You came here to remember who God is, to remember your relationship to that. If you didn't think of yourself as separate from God, you would have a lesser understanding of yourself as God. And thus, we came to earth with the separation. The illusion of separation is all that it is. You've got to understand that. It's only an illusion. God is here with us. We are God. There is no separation. But we came with the illusion of separation so that we could remember that it's an illusion, so that we could remember who we are in relationship to God. And in doing that, remember that we are God. Friends, I feel like I could wrap the show up right there. Let me add this little bit. We are three parts, body, mind, and spirit. This body we have created, it is a figment of our imagination even. But we, our higher self, our spirit, created this personality, this mind, and this body to go into it. That is the body to go into the mind, not the mind into the body. And that our soul could live through this mind and this body on this earth. And thus, this body is like our virtual reality suit for earth. It's our flesh VR suit. It's through this body that we get to experience earth. And it is in this body that we experience ourselves as separate from God because we see ourselves as a being and we don't see God here, so we think that we must be separate from him. But we are only here to understand that we are not. In this virtual reality suit, if you've ever used a virtual, virtual reality helmet, put it on and, and gone into that world, that world becomes, it sucks you in. It pulls you in. Pretty soon, you're moving and controlling the parts of the game, and you forget even that you're playing a game. And then when you take the helmet off and you look around the room and you see all the people who were there the whole time, it's a little bit disorienting because you were standing in the same place the entire time, but you entered an entire different world. And in that world, you forgot where you came from, even though you were still there. And in that world, you became so involved in the game and the challenge and the battle that you truly forgot where you were standing and who was with you the whole time. And if you've got that virtual reality suit on and somebody comes and taps you on the shoulder, it startles you because it's in a different dimension, literally a different dimension. And isn't it funny that within virtual reality, you can put on a virtual reality helmet and go inside that virtual reality game. So we have layers upon layers where we take our consciousness down into this earth body, this VR suit, and then we take that con this consciousness from here into the VR game. And in the VR game, you put on another 
virtual reality helmet and go into that game. It's like Inception where it goes layers and layers and layers deep. And doesn't that, well, that makes me wonder, doesn't it make you wonder how much higher the levels go? How much higher truly can we go? And can we access those levels right here from this vantage point? I believe we can. I believe you're doing it right now. And I believe that your heart is telling you what is true, even as I'm speaking and as, a, as you are hearing your voice, my voice. Listen. Listen to God. Ask him who, who he, she, or what it is. It's you. That's Della. I'm not trying to tell you what to think, but I am trying to get you to think for yourself. Thank you so much.